as it comes out. <laughs> I know. <I'm... laughs> okay, ready? the pod episode 70 where we always discuss the latest nebraska issues i'm stephanie and here with me today is melody hey melody 2022 what do you think what happened to april how are we starting 2022 without april 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 we miss her she'll be back next week oh well i think it's okay like many of us we don't always feel good no then we take breaks. Yep. Did you know that the legislature has started? Have you heard I, that? I did. I, I did know that as it turns out. Um, okay. Mm. So over winter <laughs> break. <they> wouldn't. <laughs> I know. I know. The one thing that's nice is the short session is short. <laughs> yeah. Not short enough. They can Sorry. just do, they can do less damage. Did you watch the movie? Don't look up. Have you seen that? I did watch that movie. I got to watch that movie with my, my oldest daughter when she was back over the holiday. Can we talk about, I like have things I want to talk about. Can we like talk about it? Include spoilers. If you haven't watched it yet. (laughs) Spoilers. Maybe turn the pot off and maybe like, you know, fast forward a little bit. Fast forward in 10, 10 minutes. Okay. Stephanie, what was your big takeaway from don't look up? I mean, it seemed like <laughs> it's very triggering. It was, I mean, imagine a place where experts aren't listened to and, you know, people blindly listen to people who don't care about them and don't pay attention to what's going on. Can you imagine a place like that, Melody? Can't imagine. So here's my favorite part of the movie. I think they did a really, really good job of explaining, not explaining, they showed Mm -hmm. how bad things happen. Mm -hmm. And what I think is always true, and you could see it in the film as well, they did a good job of reflecting it, was that good people who do nothing are the cause of everything bad. Mm -hmm. So even like, you know, they showed, there were a couple things that happened all in a row. At the very beginning, They had these news journalists who were Mm -hmm. reputable and they had a reputable scientist and they could confirm things with other reputable scientists if they chose to do that. And at the very first sign of controversy, they went to two sidesism. Mm -hmm. They were like, oh, somebody without a credential and the government disagreed with you. Mm -hmm. person with credentials and enough expertise to know what you're talking about. We didn't talk to other experts. We're just going to go ahead and two sides it. I, and I mean, I think we see a lot of that right now where people are right? like, well, but I just feel differently about that. And I was like, well, your freaking feelings don't impact facts as it turns out. And right. um, I thought that the movie did a really good job of, um, I guess, showing us another example of it is we don't see it every fucking day. Right. Exactly. The next thing that happened, right, was 
they finally, their like political will happens through the political sausage making process and everybody goes along. It became advantageous for someone. Okay. Sure, 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 Mm -hmm. sure. Mm -hmm. Um, And they're going to blow up the rock Mm -hmm. and everybody is like ready and the whole world is watching and then the rockets turn around. But here's Mm -hmm. the thing. The rockets couldn't have turned around. The planes could not have turned around unless good people were like, this makes sense for this last minute change of plans. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to go ahead and follow along. I'm going to follow orders I know are corrupt and unjust. Mm -hmm. So, so that happened. And I think we see that we see that people in all kinds of different spaces do bad things and then they absolve themselves with, well, I just did what I was told and I followed the rules, Mm -hmm. even though it put the entire human population in peril. Yep. Um, So that happened. And then of course, in the final scene, we see like we have all these NASA workers and they're all sitting there and we don't see these are the people who have global international contacts with other space peoples. Mm-hmm. And like, what did they do to stop what was happening? How did they, how did they help? And it cost them their own lives and the lives of everyone they knew and their children and their parents, their grandparents mm-hmm. and everybody and everything. Mm-hmm. And like, I just feel like there are people in positions of power or they maybe they're not in a position of power, but they are in a position of influence, right? Mm-hmm. If you're sitting at a workstation at NASA, you have some influence, you know? And um, I just, I, I just, I, look, I felt like it was just like people who often describe themselves as liberal. They love, this is what I think is going to happen in my, I'm going to give an Omaha election prediction first of all so we've got vargas and alicia shelton i think vargas is probably doing better than shelton at this point is the likely outcome for the primary but whichever one of them wins kind of doesn't matter because i both of them are going to lose because i think don bacon he made one correct vote and for the build back better policy mm-hmm and he is go- he's already he's talked about it a lot of times already since his one vote yeah, and his he didn't make or break the bill. It wasn't like his was the no. deciding vote. It was already going to no. pass. And he's like, oh, and here's how I can get reelected. Full disclosure, yeah. I will do anything I can to get um, Alicia or Tony um, elected this fall. Um, I just think it's unlikely. I think it is very unlikely. And I think what's going to happen are people who consider themselves um, centrist or liberal are going to vote for Don Bacon and then they're going to feel really good about themselves to show how open-minded they are to vote for someone who could vote one single time. He didn't support the impeachment. He didn't, Mm -hmm. he doesn't support the January 6th commission. He certainly supported all that Benghazi nonsense, right? Mm -hmm. Um, He doesn't support uh, studying the January 6th insurrection. He is not supporting any good policies that, benefit anyone but he did on this one vote that's going to bring a ton of money into the state of nebraska and he wasn't the swing vote he did break party lines and he voted for that and i think people are going to celebrate him and feel really good about that how open-minded they are and i think the movie don't look up showed that sentiment 
that we see all across the country, people who feel really good about themselves when they find people who are doing terrible things, many, 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 many terrible things. And they're like, well, I did find one good thing. And that is why I'm going to uphold your position of power and rule over others while you do bad things and hurt them. So that's my Omaha election prediction. I think he's going to win by a landslide. And I think it's going to be a lot of um, people who usually vote for Democrats, but they're going to um, make an exception just this one time because, you know, he did just this one nice thing. Uh, and I think that was in the movie Don't Look Up. I thought that was really great when people were like, I just don't know. I mean, like, I love jobs. <laughs> don't mm-hmm. you love breathing? <laughs> More than jobs, my God, my God! I it just was incredible. It was incredible. Uh, I also I th- think it was exceptionally well cast. Like, yeah, that you could feel with the other characters, the characters that were, you know, the antagonists made your skin want to crawl off your body. It was just perfectly cast. So, yeah, the antagonists were really bad. You know, they're really <laughs> evil. I just really bad. I hope I hope that people though could see themselves in the movie um as because in some of the like good people who just you know they're like oh yeah we're just all on social media debating the worthiness of whether or not we should destroy a meteor trying to barrel towards earth and kill it mm-hmm. um Instead of only being like victimizing or not victimizing, but like blaming the bad guys because the bad guys were an extreme minority, Mm -hmm. you know, they were an extreme minority, but the majority were just a bunch of good people who didn't do anything. Uh, Sounds like uh, the union guys when it comes to the pipelines, (laughs) they're like the jobs, the jobs. (laughs) Yeah. No, we can't. Not every job is worth having. I just like to remind Mm -hmm. people that in Omaha, there is a company that is literally building company housing so that they can offer it as a company benefit that, oh, look, you get to live in the company housing. And they did this because housing costs are higher than what they're willing to pay people. Mm -hmm. And like people say like, oh, well, they're doing it because the housing is unaffordable. That's not true. They're doing it because they refuse to pay people living wages. And we just accept this. They're like, but they brought in jobs. But those jobs can't afford housing. They're shitty jobs. We shouldn't want those for people. I don't want people to be in jobs where they can't afford housing. And you have to live in a company house. And then what happens when you want to tell your boss to fuck off? You don't have anywhere to live. You don't have anywhere to live. What happens if you want to quit your job and get a new skill set or a new offer comes along? You have to move. Like, what if you love where you live? And you, you, don't, great and you don't get it. You don't get to own that house. You get to rent it from oh. them. And we all know how, you know, landlord tenant relationships are. They're extractive. Right. Right. So we get to extract right. from your labor and also from the rent you pay. Right. Um, wow. This is depressing. Hey, 2022. <laughs> what's up? You suck. Yeah. 2022 is not off. Mm. Great start. I'm going to go ahead and say maybe two stars. I'm not, do not recommend. No. 
Um, I am worried that people don't realize that cloth masks don't work against Omicron. They do not. I have given several people that I love masks recently um, because for a long time they did, they were better than nothing. But in the current state of affairs, it's just not how it's working out. Yeah. And I am concerned that the mask mandate is this weird political football that's happening in both Omaha and Lincoln. Mm -hmm. And the masks people are wearing to follow the mask mandate, if they choose to follow it, because of course they're not really mandatory. Mm -hmm. um, They're using cloth masks because those have been really effective up till now. So I'm, it's interesting to me about the mask mandate when we know that the kind of masks that the majority of the public are using aren't effective. So what was the, I just like, why have it? Well, and the people that are wearing the N95s or KN95s or the three, four, five layer medical masks would have been wearing them anyway, mask mandate or not. Yeah. So, so. I'm just wondering like, was, is it worth going through this litigation process in Omaha, which they knew was coming? Is it worth in, you know, in Lincoln, bringing it back and all of the political blowback that happens, like the, from these very violent people. Um, will it actually slow the spread and save lives, which is the goal of it? Will I it mean, actually work? I just kind of wonder. I think that Omicron's going to rip through our community. And oh, it's ripping. Oh, it's uh-huh. ripping. It's ripping. I, I also think that it's going to get us to a place where. Maybe things can become more normal a little bit faster. There's going to be fewer of us um, here on the other side. <laughs> I mean, it's a I, real I don't know. Thing. And I, I was, they did not, this was not something that we were taught. My family did not prepare me like how to live through a freaking pandemic or how to watch a pandemic trans transition to an endemic. Um, I'm trying to take care of a small kid and, public school and a kid lives in deep red Idaho while going to college and a mom who's in retirement. I'm not equipped for this man. Right. So um, I, my recommendation is check on your friends, be patient with them and just give everybody around you a little bit of grace. And I mean, <laughs> and I was at the grocery store today and everybody who's unmasked that like touched something and put it back on the shelf. I was like, Oh, that's so gross. Like really loudly. Um, but I didn't want to get into a confrontation at the grocery store. So I d- didn't do it as much as I could have. So, yeah, I think that yeah. I'm also, I also, I'm at a point where there are people around me that, um, I used to maybe uh, used to spend time with that now I can see are very selfish and aren't very good at taking in information and evaluating it um, or using the Google for that matter. Um, And also obviously don't give a shit about anyone else. And I'm not really sure if I want them in my life going forward. So. Yeah, I think um, it's at this point I am in this really weird headspace. Like I am pro humanity traditionally classically mm-hmm. yeah me too. i am full of compassion i'm full of empathy i want the best for everyone uh and i am the fact that we're living in this space where they're telling us not to get in car accidents mm-hmm. uh, too far away from a major hospital because mm-hmm. if you end up anywhere but the major hospitals 
you're just going to die because usually they transfer you to the major ones and they won't be yep. able to transfer you. And yep. I just, I just can't, the people who are making us live like this because they have refused to vaccinate, mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. whatever, you know, if COVID, if the Omicron is going to get us all in COVID and, you know, that sucks, fine. That's not really anybody's fault, uh, except everyone who didn't do their part early on around the world, but yeah. whatever. Okay, fine. We have this variant. We're all going to get COVID. Fine. That's whatever. The problem is because people still to this day will not vaccinate, they are clogging up our hospitals Yep. with their well, disgusting bodies dying right. too slowly. Um, I, I can't take it. I hate I, them. I and I like, don't want to. And I don't like how I feel when I, I like, but I hate them. I hate mm-hmm. them. I'm like, just die already then. Just die already. Mm-hmm. Like, I can't. You are literally endangering me and my family every single day mm-hmm. that we do not have access to emergency medical care should we need it. I can't predict when a you know appendix is going to go out. Mm-hmm. I need emergency rooms that are safe. Mm-hmm. I need that is a social agreement that the public has with the medical industry that these things exist for us and they don't exist right now because people are selfish assholes mm-hmm. and I hate them. Yep. I remember stories they would tell us about like how everybody came together during world war II, and, you know, like people took different jobs and like little kids would walk around getting scrap metal so that they could yeah. you know, do all this. Like the community came together, they rationed things like butter and everybody, there wasn't like mutiny about it. They're like, oh, this is what we have to do because there's a murderous dictator, you know, in Europe. And so I guess I had this idea that, you know, oh, the United States is facing this, you know, this big problem and we're all going to come together and work on it and it's like no no we got like you know 150 people raw dog in the air at fucking Panera because they just can't like eat at home or you know they have to go see I don't know whatever concert um or get drunk at the bars I'm like you can do that at home it's cheaper anyway you know um so I don't know it's, it's bothersome to me yeah, I thought we might all come together because at the beginning people were making masks and like mm-hmm. all the women were coming together mm-hmm. and making mm-hmm. masks and mm-hmm. um and then the men were all getting together saying like how can we keep capitalism going? Right. Instead of But then people are like this is actually too inconvenient for me. I'm a selfish fucking asshole, so grandma's going to die now. Yeah. Anyway, it sucks, man. Anyways, um, and the most depressing seeing red episode ever. Thank you. Good God. Um, okay, so on to bigger and better things. Let's talk about what's going on in the legislature. I know that there's a bill that we'd like to talk about that's just fantastic. Well, you know, one of my hats is the executive director at Nebraskans Against Gun Violence. And so, of course, we have to talk about the big gun bill that the gun lobby is pushing. Um, there's, and I saw some really good reporting by Henry Cordes of the Omaha World Herald. And I want to talk about that. I just want to talk about guns, like just generally as an issue. Um, so 
if you haven't read the Cordes pieces in the World Herald, I'm going to link them in the show notes because they're um, interesting. And he's done some very good research. The first article, you know, he'll probably be mad because I'm going to butcher maybe some of the main points, but that's okay. Uh, It's fine. Um, But basically what he's saying is Nebraska gun laws changed and increased criminalization penalties and it filled up our prisons. So that's, that's one thing. Our prisons aren't full, are they? Oh, they're totally full. Oh, they're busting (laughs) at the fucking seams. They're so full. They're like, let's build more. That'll be Uh great. Uh Uh-huh. That's a thing. Um, So that's one that's one article and he really goes into kind of the research and the context and what was happening at the time and all of that kind of stuff. And like, there was this thing happening where we were using federal laws and people were going out of state to prison and then they changed the state law to match the federal law basically. And so then we started housing them in Nebraska instead of sending them away. And um, there's that whole piece. And then he did a secondary piece that just got published um, today, I believe. And it is about how stiffer sentence, the headline is stiffer sentences aren't the only way to tackle gun violence. And it talks a lot about um, Omaha 360 and um, initiatives to do poverty reduction and bringing people all to the table. Omaha 360 is really cool. They meet every single week and it's all of these Omaha stakeholders talking about um, just all kinds of things in North Omaha and raising it up. He did mention in this article, which I think is a really important data point, which is Omaha gun violence against uh, black people was so bad that for 10 years, Omaha was in the top 10 and often the top five states for black homicide. Mm. And pretty much all of Nebraska's data comes from Omaha and pretty much all of Omaha's data um, comes from North Omaha. And, you know, we are often, we often talk about the perpetrators of gun violence and he's certainly like really focused on that. Um, in his article. And of course, people love to focus on the perpetrators because it is um, comfortable when they're black, (laughs) right? It's comfortable to talk about that. Um, And everybody's afraid of these perpetrators. Um, And, you know, of course, like they're violent, they're killing people, right? This is a problem. Mm -hmm. Uh, I'm wondering if he's going to do a piece about how having because one thing he's not talking about are the people who died and their families and what happens next in a family when somebody is murdered in a homicide. Um, and so I wonder if he's going to do another piece on how the community is impacted when you lose that many people that you end up in top national lists for losing your population in the most violent way possible. Right. So I'm kind of wondering if he's going to go into that, but I would recommend people read both of them and it gives you some, um, some history. One thing that isn't mentioned that I think is worth noting is that in 2000, 
seven or eight, I believe, we passed in Nebraska the concealed carry permit. Mm-hmm. And once the concealed carry permit was passed in Nebraska, that might have been 2006 too. I'm not, I'm not exactly sure on the exact date it passed, but you can see it took like a year or two. And then you started seeing gun violence numbers skyrocket because once you could have a concealed handgun permit and start concealed carry a gun everywhere, sales of handguns went through the roof, which meant Mm -hmm. people who um, might be involved in violence had easier access to handguns because they were heavily marketed and being sold in the gun industry. They were pushing handguns and they were selling it along with concealed carry as like, Hey, you can conceal carry. So you definitely should. And to Mm -hmm. do that, you are going to need a handgun. And once you have a handgun and you're engaged in some sort of dispute. Oh, I thought you were going to say gun humping when you're engaged in gun humping. No. Once you're engaged in some sort of dispute, if there is a firearm on one of the parties, the chances that it increases to gun violence are pretty high. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's kind of like if we throw a hammer and there's nails everywhere, a hammer's got a hammer, you know? Um, so he doesn't really talk about that, but I'll, I'll be interested to see if he does. I mean, what's the other thing that we discovered that lots of guns in Nebraska causes? It's not just, I mean, it's gun violence. People perpetuate on themselves, right? Especially right. middle-aged so, white men. So there's the suicide numbers, of course. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, when we're thinking about guns and we're thinking about gun violence, I think a, the first thing a lot of people think about are gang violence because we were we have all been inundated with the 1990s crime rhetoric mm-hmm. that then led into the 2000, the aughts. And all of the responses to that and legislation, which then filled up all the prisons and destroyed communities Mm -hmm. and families and everything. So, um, you know, that all goes together. So now here we are in 2022. And we know we had, we have a suicide problem in Nebraska, over half of all suicides in Nebraska are by firearm. Um, 75% of firearm fatalities are suicides. Mm-hmm. Um, those are usually done with a handgun. Mm-hmm. And in response to this kind of data, these kind of public health numbers, what they're looking to do, what the gun lobby is really pushing and is making it easier to conceal carry a gun um, <laughs> with zero back with zero roadblocks. They want to repeal the background check requirement. They want to repeal the training requirement. They want to repeal the requirement that bans um, concealed handguns in polling places and banks and hospitals and everywhere else that the concealed carry permit act bars people from entering. Um, this is their solution to people being afraid of other people with guns, right? And this is their solution. Um, you know, we're hearing things like, 
well, the Omaha police want to see this bill and Senator Wayne does not want to see the bill. So how can... No, no, I think you backwards. The Omaha Police Department are maybe not so oh, right, right, on right. this bill and Justin Wayne, um, from what I understand, will stand in support of... Right, no, yeah, no, that's true. Um, then I want to talk about that a little bit too because I think there are the gun control issue is really complex and it's really nuanced and Mm -hmm. as a movement the gun control movement is wildly racist uh it just is it is very problematic and this is like the most important thing people need to know before they get involved in gun control work like is this really racist i mean especially the history of um, racism and gun control gun in the country. Control? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. Um, if people don't know, like basically Ronald Reagan saw Black Panthers protesting with guns outside of um, the state capitol in California. He instituted some gun control to stop that kind of behavior. And then white people were like, what? They might, they might make other regulations. We better not let them do that. So you know, this is kind of the a baseline of the history. So I just think it's like, I don't want to gaslight people into thinking that's not a thing because it's a thing. It's a thing. Mm-hmm. It's a thing. And I think um, the gun control movement by and large, like if you look at an organization like Moms Demand Action, right, their whole shtick are white soccer moms who love cops. Like that's their whole thing. And of course we know cops, when it comes to, gun violence, they're incredibly problematic, right? That's bringing us into school resource officers, which are incredibly problematic, police shootings, um, which are incredibly problematic. Just police violence in general um, is often tilted towards people of color, Black communities, right? And so, and they're armed. So that is, you know, I don't, I don't want to whitewash any of that, right? That's all fair. Um, but I do also think that it is reasonable and it is not racist to have positions like you should have training before you bring guns in public. You should have some sort of background check before you have guns in public. You should not bring guns to polling places. Nobody should. We should all feel safe voting. We should feel safe voting. Um, we should hospitals. be able to go to public meetings where, where there are not guns, where we do not have to worry that if we say something that somebody else doesn't like, that they're not going to be armed and shoot us on the spot. Like, we shouldn't have to worry about that. Um, because we should just not be bringing guns into those kind of places. And the kind of people who want to bring guns in those kind of places are dangerous. Uh, So, you know, I think we can have these conversations and I just want to address that because I know it always comes up and I know, you know, Senator Wayne can often be a Senator who likes to talk about this, but here's the thing about Senator Wayne. (laughs) I sat at a gun hearing where they were trying to take away power of every municipality in the state from having any 
sort of policy authority to do things about gun violence in their local communities. Okay. I'm sitting in this hearing and him and Tom Brewer literally pulled out their concealed carry permits at the same time. And it was like a dick measuring contest that I got to witness. It was super gross and completely inappropriate for the policy we were discussing. It had nothing to do with concealed carry at all. Right. This is a really gross interpretation of masculinity and what it means to be a man. And that's what that is. So <laughs> I'm just not. Uh, you can't see my that face right now, but no, thank you. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, um, of course, you know, as some people know, uh, Senator Wayne is also completely and totally covered in. Um, Pete Ricketts' money through his candidate history um, all the way back to when he was on the Omaha School Board. So, you know, I think people should just know that. Um, I think there are other people that may, you know, I think we're going to see Mike McDonald, who is a Democrat in Omaha. We're going to see him be supportive of bad gun bills. He always is. Um I think people find Senator Wayne a little more surprising, though, because he says that he is going to – he says one thing and does another when it comes to gun bills frequently. Um, but on this one, I think he's been pretty clear. He wants to repeal the concealed carry permit requirement, uh, which just means anybody anywhere in any part of the state can carry guns just about anywhere they want with – no barriers. Uh, so, you know, if people want to talk about it, if you have questions, if you think I got something wrong, if you think I should clarify it, like reach out, reach out to the Facebook page, the Instagram, the Twitter, the email, um, you know, reach out to me and let's talk about it and let's go deeper on this issue. It's something I'm really passionate about. Uh, but, you know, the, the numbers are very clear. When you have more guns in a situation, you have more gun deaths and more gun injuries. When you have, um, when you make it easier to get and have guns, you end up with more guns. And when you have more guns, you end up with more death and injury. And that, those are just the facts. Those are just the facts. So, you know, I just kind of want, I want our listeners to kind of, I don't know what will happen with this bill. I don't know if the legislature has the appetite for such an extreme policy. It's very reasonable have a background check in one day of training like these this is such a low right. bar it's an incredibly low bar i think we should be discussing raising it honestly mm -hmm. um you know so it's such a low bar i don't know if the legislature has an appetite to dismantle that we'll see but it is just you know i want people to kind of understand what we're talking about when we talk about permitless carry uh nebraska's against gun violence has a really good um they have a really good web page on the policy specifically because it does come up enough to need its own web page. There also is a stand your ground, mm -hmm. which I was a little surprised we haven't seen that this year. Um, but under the Learn and Act tab, if you go, you can see permitless carry. There's also, you know, kind of walking through um, the SRO issues, some stuff like that. So, you know, if this is an issue that's near and dear to your heart, I would recommend. Just kind of looking at 
looking at the information that's out there and so that when you talk about it with other people, you're able to frame it and articulate it because the gun people are sneaky and they try to, I don't know, they're just easy at manipulating this issue and getting people, you know, they're like, well, is it racist to have gun laws because police go after gun black people more than everyone else? And then you think like, because you're a good person and you care about criminal justice and you care about police and racism and you don't want those things. And you're like, can we have gun laws? Maybe we can't have gun laws, but you don't see those same actors saying things like, should we ban murder because more black people get charged with murder? You don't see them saying that because they will literally say anything and they will pervert your core values to push shitty policies that hurt people, including the people you care most about. And so, you know, the more education you give yourself, the more you know, the less likely you're going to fall into one of those pitfalls talking with somebody that you know or love. So, you know, I think that's that's my monologue on the topic. Anything you want to add on, Stephanie? I don't don't know. (laughs) So, ugh. Ugh. Fair enough. <clears throat> yeah, it's fair enough. Uh, you know. I, but I would say on other topics, if there are issues that you really care about, you know, education, abortion, taxes, the build back better money, the COVID money, the whatever, prisons, I would say my advice to all of you listeners is to find the advocacy organization that works on the issue that you care about, sign up for their e-newsletter, send them an email if you want to get involved at a higher level, you want to go to meetings, or you want to be a voice for them, or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they will send you the calls to action, and they will be the most timely place to find important information about bills moving, when they're trying to drive phone calls, what bills... Uh, they'll give you talking points, you know, that's, so, um, you know, if this is your first time following the legislature, I would recommend that. The other place is the, what is it called? It's on Facebook, but it's the Progressive Legislative Study Group, and that's a pretty good group where there's um, people that watch it all day, and they will tell you about the bills of the day, the processes, And they do a lot of great public education. So I'd recommend them as well. Um, Did you say that you will tag the podcast we did about, um, or we talked about the legislature? About how it works and how to testify? Yep. I'll do my part. I'll do it. All right. Well, back to a week. Um, I hope, uh, Stephanie, that you don't get the Rona this week. And if uh, you do, I, I hope it's very mild. I do hope that I don't get the Rona this week. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> I saw a meme, you know, because we see memes in our life. And um, it was 
Omicron waiting for you to leave your house. And that's some little stuffed animal with like a butcher knife. I do feel like that sometimes, but, um, you know, I'm, I'm triple vaxxed. Um, I'm healthy. I've been eating cookies. I'm ready. If, um, you know, if all the things, safety measures I put in place seem to not work and you know, that's the way it goes. I do have one question. We didn't get to talk about, um, is there anything exciting happened in your life in the last couple of weeks? What's it since we've said all these sad things I can, you want me to start? I'll tell you what oh, happened. Yeah. We got a, yes. we got a new hamster <laughs> and, um, cause and? our other hamster, did you say the name? Yeah, <laughs> I don't know name. if you're ready for the name. Um, my youngest daughter named her hamster Oak Sapling Tree. I think that she might be an old hippie woman stuck in a child's body. Um, she has named her Oki for short. Um, Oki is freaking adorable. And um, she has been a great amount of joy in our household over the last couple of weeks. I love that. I have actually got some reading done. Yes. And it has been amazing. Mm-hmm. I read American Dirt, which is about this woman whose entire family and spouse are killed by the cartel. Her husband was a journalist. And then it's about her journey to get to the U.S. Hmm. And it's just really, really human. And it's, I don't know, it's just, it's just really it's really good I would recommend that that's one's by Jeannie Cummings and then I read a book called group and it's just it's about this woman who goes she has an eating disorder Mm -hmm. that she overcomes but then she feels like her life is not her personal life is not all sorted out so she goes into this group therapy and they're all kind of wacky characters and mm-hmm. she just has all these different things that happen in her life and she keeps taking it back to the group and you know it's like her journey so that was that one was not a super heavy read like that was fun mm-hmm. um, there was some heavy stuff in it but you know moments obviously if people are in therapy there's gonna be moments but yeah overall good and now I am reading a book called Mrs. March by Virginia Fito mm-hmm. and the character is bananas. She's like paranoid and she's anxious and she's like super rich. And I mean, that's kind of like me minus the rich part, you know? (laughs) And it's, you know, it's not heavy at all. Like, I don't care what happens with this woman or her family or her friends, or I don't know. I'm just like lost in it though. I'm lost in the story and it's fun. That's great. I'm enjoying it. Um, I'm reading Atlas of the Heart by Brene Brown, which um, I'm really enjoying um, quite a bit. I mailed that to my sister Mm -hmm. and she read it and she's supposed to give it back to me Mm -hmm. uh, so I can read it. She, um, when you're reading it at the end, um, she does a podcast. I think maybe it's on Spotify. I don't understand this only on Spotify crap, but um, it's Hate a three-part it. podcast about the book uh, with her sisters, and it's really fantastic. So, I think there is something about like people are like, being exclusive on platforms because there is some sort of monetary benefit. Mm, money. Mm. The problem Soccer. is if you actually want me to listen, and maybe they don't care if I listen, right? But like, I don't listen to podcasts on Spotify. So, if your content is only on Spotify versus 
just like on RSS feed, mm-hmm. like seeing red, you can get that on any podcast app yep. that you have. It's everywhere. And we do that on purpose because we just want people to listen and enjoy the content. It's a labor of love. But I think if you're doing it as a labor of business, maybe mm-hmm. you don't care and you're well, fine to like lock it in in one platform. Yeah. Like uh, heavyweights, which is on and now is only on Spotify. It's only on so. heavyweights. Is? Are yeah. you sure? Yes. I'm checking right now. That can't be right. I'm pretty sure. <gasps> the last episode I saw was November 18th, 2021. And that's on a podcast app. I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong about that one. I hope so. Maybe I'm not. I don't know. I hope you're wrong. Well, anyway, I can't keep track of all these podcast details. Podcast, <laughs> podcast, podcast. Anyway. Um, well, our podcast week. is everywhere. It's it's everywhere, and it's really happy this week. So it's so happy. Anyway, okay. okay. Take care of you. You too. Bye, Stephanie. You've been listening to Seeing Red Nebraska, Politics from the Left. Seeing Red is a group blog edited by citizen volunteers and entirely devoted to Nebraska politics. You can support us on Patreon with a $5, 10 or $20 a month mm-hmm. donation. Be sure to check us out at seeingrednebraska.com and on Facebook and Instagram. You can also follow us on Twitter at seeingredne or contact us via email at seeingredne at protonmail.com.